And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hey there, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we are going to review a Walt Disney film Mm -hmm. directed by Randall Wallace. It's called Secretariat. Yes. Giddy up. (laughs) For those of you who might not know, Secretariat was a horse. He won the Triple Crown Mm -hmm. back in 1973. Mm -hmm. He was the fastest horse ever to win the Kentucky Derby. And the Belmont Stakes, he won by 31 (laughs) lengths. He's a pretty impressive sports legend. I would say so. He came around at the same time Muhammad Ali was breaking records. I think Secretariat deserves all the acclaim that he got. I wish he had had a better movie, but that's another story. (laughs) Well, he's not getting a lot of praise in this movie because unfortunately, it's a Walt Disney movie. Yeah. That means that it is sugar sweet. Oh boy, it is. It does nothing but preach Mm -hmm. and give lectures and trite cliches. Bromine. City. <laughs> yes, and it's frankly very badly acted by its two leads, Diane Lane, who plays the owner of Secretariat, Penny Chenery Tweedy, and his trainer, Lucian Lauren, played by John Malkovich. And I've got to tell you that John Malkovich has made a career out of playing crazy people or very disturbed exactly. people. And he really goes over the top with this one, starting with the way he dresses. I agree. And the way he acts. I was just irritated by this whole movie, mainly Anne, because I don't approve of horse racing to begin with. I think there's a lot of cruelty involved in it. I'm not going to go into that because the picture doesn't go into it. No. But I went into the film with a chip on my shoulder. Well, that would perhaps color your opinion as you were looking at this movie because it certainly has some nifty racing sequences. And I'm going to say that's about the only part of the film that I thought was better than average. It was very well done. Everything else was very unimpressive. You know, you would think that this movie had all the ingredients to make a classic family film, one that you would want to show year after year. I mean, it has a great hero in the horse itself, Secretariat, and then it has Ms. Chenery Tweedy, a married woman who was very traditional from the 1970s. She had a husband and children. She was a housewife, and she was a traditional gal that all of a sudden was thrust into the very macho world of horse racing, and you would think that this would have made for a fascinating movie. Instead, the picture is completely watered down. The whole story angle centers only on Penny. And I'm sorry to say, even in real life, I don't know if Penny Chainery Tweedy was that fascinating woman to warrant an entire movie made about her. I think what's great is the horse. But unfortunately, they focused on her, and it just didn't work. In addition to that, I don't think that John Malkovich, as the French Canadian trainer turned in a fascinating enough performance. There wasn't enough byplay. There wasn't enough tension between the two main characters. Of course. To make the movie fascinating. So nothing in this movie was of any interest to me whatsoever. They also lean on the point that back in the 1970s, horse racing was a very, very male dominated business. Yeah. And when Penny Chenery comes forward and yeah. says, I own this horse and I'm going to run it in the Kentucky Derby, etc. They treat Penny Chenery like a second-class citizen. Right. They think she's just a homemaker. Yeah. And she doesn't know what she's doing when it comes to horse racing, which is very insulting. Right. Well, let them try running a home instead of a horse racetrack. 
but I don't think anybody came out and actually insulted her to her face, including a character named Pancho Martin, played by Nestor Serrano. Mm -hmm. He owns the horse that's the closest competitor, and he is terrible to her, (laughs) including him walking out of a press conference because he's so annoyed with her. The whole thing is ridiculous, and every time poor Diane Lane opens her mouth, out comes something wonderful and inspiring. Who wrote this thing anyway? Yes, who are the guilty parties? (laughs) The guilty parties with keyboards are Mike Rich and William Knack, and I don't know what they came up with, but here we are. Well, you know, let's get back to the character of Penny Tweedy, because really the movie is about her. Yes. She plays this role, Miss Diane Lane, like a very well-mannered matron who spends most of her time at the country club. And possibly that's what she did in real life. We don't know. But that doesn't really translate in this film. And there was no conflict there. You know, they wanted to build this movie into a feel-good concept, sort of like the blind side. But there, at least, you have a conflict going on between the character that Sandy Bullock played and her country club girlfriends who disapproved of the fact that she brought home a young black athlete to live with them. Well, at least there was a storyline there that you could get into. Sure, sure. This is so sudsy and it's so unemotional that as a result, as an audience, you are really not engaged in this film. And that really makes for a dull two hours. It is a very long film. It's more than two hours, actually. And... (laughs) About 45 minutes into it, I started looking at my watch. You know, I usually sit on the aisle, and I was leaning down and putting my wristwatch in front of one of those little lights on the floor that keep you from falling down the stairs. I just couldn't wait for this to be over. Right. It, unfortunately, was very painful for me. Because you don't like horse racing. Besides that. Right. I've seen a lot of things, and I don't approve of the message, or I don't approve of the subject, but I'll think, this is a very good film. Another problem with this movie, and I just happened to think of it, everyone in this movie is old. I mean, they're mature. They're grown-ups. There was no young kid in this film, and I think that would have really enhanced the plot had they had maybe the point of view of a young kid who was curring the horse or helping with the training of the horse. And maybe had we seen the movie through the eyes of a youngster, the film would have had a little bit more pep and a little bit more energy and certainly a little bit more human interest. I'm thinking back to the great horse movies of the past with Mickey Rooney and Elizabeth Taylor and National Velvet. They gave that movie a certain kind of energy that this movie doesn't have. And I think it's because they put together youth and the horse. And in this case, we did not have that ingredient. Well, she has children. But they don't come around the horse. They don't come around the horse at all. It's only her. And why is it all of a sudden that Penny becomes a horse whisperer? I mean, you know, (laughs) she's having dinner and all of a sudden she says, out of the blue, you know, I think I better go talk to Secretariat. And you go, what? Then she's down in the stable having a conversation with the horse. And you go, well, where did this happen? There is no explanation for this. She was not a horse whisperer at any other time in her life. So suddenly it was convenient for the script writers to create this moment. And that doesn't make for good script writing. It really doesn't hang together. There is a trailer, and I've seen it a thousand times on television, where she looks at the horse right before the big race and says, let's go out there and show them what you're made of. Uh, She's talking to the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know what? I really didn't like this movie very much because this is a clear case when you walk out of this movie, you are whistling the costumes. In my case, I was screaming the costumes. I (laughs) thought that Diane Lane's character was overwhelmed by the 70s look. They put a terrible wig on her and they feature her in clothes that are almost 
satirical. They are so badly designed. Along with that, you have John Malkovich running around in clown-like outfits with plaid hats and matching loud pants. You know, that kind of stuff is really a distraction in a movie like this, and they should have been much more vigilant on those kinds of details. As a result, this movie really never got out of the starting gate for me. So I apologize to all of Secretariat's relatives, because I understand he's had 600 kids along the way. That's a lot of falls out there. Wow. I'm sorry. I thought this film was just a little too sappy, a little too saccharine. For me, Secretariat is headed for the goo factory. It gets a red light. Well, I'm almost with you, Anne, but I'm giving it a fading, flickering (laughs) yellow light. Okay. The only reason being that I think young children, let's Mm. say kids under 10 or 11, are going to very much enjoy watching the horse. And for that reason, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, so I'm giving it a yellow light. Okay. All right. A yellow light for me and a red light from Anne for this Disneyfied movie, Secretariat. Oh my, what are we going to see next? Well, we're going to see something next, and we're going to bring it to you very, very soon, because we do that a lot. We love to see movies, even the bad ones. So until that time, I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews has their fingers crossed and their tickets bought for us to all stand at the rail together and cheer at the movies. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.